You're listening to Be The Influence Podcast, episode number 19. This week, we have an awesome guest. Her name is Lindsay, and she works behind the scenes at a PR firm, specifically in the travel industry. So we dive into hotel collaborations, pitching yourself, working with PR agencies, and so much more. So if you are as excited as I am, go grab a pen and paper and get ready to literally fill your page with so many awesome That song literally always pumps me up. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy that as much as I do. It pumps me up whether I am in my car, at the gym, or just like sitting around in my house when it comes on. I get so excited. So diving into this week's episode without any further ado, I really want to introduce Lindsay. She is amazing. She is a PR and social media pro in the travel and hospitality industry. She currently lives in New York City and she works with numerous clients ranging from luxury hotels to global tour operators. She also runs her own food and travel blog at Nom Nom Blog where she's amassed thousands of followers who go to her for travel tips and inspiration from around the world. You can catch her on Instagram at lindsaypagestein to connect and find out more about her. So as always, and you know I always say this, if you guys are listening to this right now, please be sure to screenshot it, share it in your Instagram story, tag me at Christy Leeberry. You know I love hearing who's listening today. Hey, Lindsay, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. Yay, same. So why don't you just jump on in telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I know you also run a blog, so feel free to talk about your PR as well as blogs. Yeah, so I work full-time in travel PR, um, and I work at a travel agency called the Decker Royal Agency, where I rep a bunch of different clients that vary from hotels, tour operators, river cruises, destinations. Um, And so for years now, I've been doing that as well as running my own personal blog. The Instagram is at nomnomblogs, and I freelance write. So a lot of side hustle with that, um, mostly on my passion, which is food and travel. Oh, that's awesome. And that's really cool that you're on the PR side because a lot of people listening to this are totally on the Instagram influencer side. So it's going to be awesome hearing your insights from the total opposite end. Um. All right, so being in PR, what do you see some, how do I want to wear this? Like being in PR, the other side of influencers, what do you see influencers doing that's successful when working with PR firms? So yes, and like you said, it's great that I'm on both sides because I totally understand the blogger side of it as well. Um, And some of the things that I see, especially working in my agency, the people that we work with and have the closest relationships with are really the ones who prove that they add value to the brands we work with, Um, whether that's being the first time they work with us and over-delivering on the contract or giving um, engaging captions and writing thoughtful content, just being storytellers. Those are the people that are our go-to bloggers usually when proposing that our clients work with them. And I think something important to think about when working with PR firms is just being very transparent because there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Like that's just a given when doing campaigns and working with bloggers. So we just really appreciate when people are easy to work with and just very transparent with what they're looking for and what they could 
give to the brand. And so talking about transparency, I just want to dive into this because I find it really interesting. Numbers, the whole (laughs) metric side of everything. So especially right now with people purchasing likes and engagement and things like that, how do you guys monitor and really, uh, I guess, hone in on like how people are being transparent about their numbers and their metrics? So we really look into that um, on a case-by-case basis. And when we work with influencers, we take into account not really their follower count, but who's engaged in their content and the quality of the content. When it's when bloggers first started working with brands, I think the biggest thing was follower count. And right now, even with there's a whole new trend that's all over the media of nano influencers who have maybe only 2,000 followers or under 5,000 followers, but people are actually listening to them and want to do what they're doing and take their advice. So I think it's definitely important to think about not buying likes and not buying followers and really engaging with your audience because PR agencies do look at that and they're not just looking at the shell of your followers and content. Yeah. And even if you're not working with a PR agency and you're doing your own PR and you're doing your own pitching, the brands want to make sure that they're going to get, see an ROI when they're working with you. So like literally just like you were saying, you want to have, um, quality over, quality over quantity. Sometimes it messes up. (laughs) Um, but it's, and that's why there's this huge movement on micro influencers because they might have under 10 K followers, but they have like the most highly engaged audience and you see conversions when you have a high engaged audience. Yeah. So that's what PR firms are looking for brands. If you're not working with a PR firm, um, Let's see. So is there anything that influencers or bloggers do that drive PR firms like crazy? Maybe (laughs) not being transparent or something like that. So being a blogger, definitely understand that it's a huge hustle that you're emailing people every day, you're pitching your ideas and you want to work with tons of brands. But I think the most important thing to focus on is making the emails personal and avoid it, making it super obvious that you're just copy and pasting um, a template. Perfect. You know, it's okay yeah. to have a template, but I think personalizing it every single time is important. And I've seen bloggers even send me as a PR person um, a note that will say, I'm really interested in working with XYZ Hotel, but we don't even work with them. So you could tell they just copy and pasted it. And that's obviously just a mistake. And I don't take it to heart, but it's just, it looks bad and it shows that you're not really taking the specific time and energy to tailor your emails. Um, and another thing is adding in links and websites to the emails because it could be really time consuming when you don't put any links or media kits and then we have to research even more. So just having it all up front. Yeah. So I know when I go ahead and I'm reaching out to a hotel or a brand, I'm literally always linking my media kit at the bottom and then Um, if I'm introducing myself, like if I've had no contact with them and I'm talking about uh, running my Instagram, like you can put links on your words in your email. So it yeah, makes like it like so much links. easier. Yeah. So and embed look like long links, but you could still have it clean and they could just click right into the profile. I think that's something that drives me crazy is when there's no links to anything and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> exactly. And for some people, they honestly, I mean, 
PR firms probably get hundreds of emails a day. So if someone's including a link and someone's not, they're probably more likely to work and check out someone who puts that link in their profile. Yes. And then building off of that, because we were talking about including that in your email, what have you seen have been included in like a good pitch email? Or when you get an email, what do you love to see in it? We love to see them bringing like fresh ideas. So maybe if they're asking to work with a specific brand, like what exactly would you want to do? What would that entail? Um, And maybe a new idea that we haven't done before. I think that's really interesting. Um, But of course we, when emailing us always include like stats and relevant posts that you've done with the past with um, relevant brands that would make sense with our clients too. Yeah, that makes sense. And that goes into just researching the PR firm. And I'm sure you get this as a blogger as well, but whatever you're posting on your Instagram or on your social channels, those are going to be the brands that you're going to work with. Like you're not going, I explain this to people all the time who they'll reach out to me and they're like, Oh, I want to start working with hotels, but they have pictures of like their dog in their backyard. And I'm like, okay, your Instagram is your resume. They're not going to want to work with you if you don't have any content um, from other hotels or any other travel destinations. Yeah, totally agree with that. You're essentially building your own personal brand when you're posting your photos. So if you want to get more into travel or more into fashion, it's definitely important to show that interest on your accounts as well. Yeah, exactly. So if someone wanted to start working with a PR firm, what would some first steps be for them to begin, I guess? So like you said, we do get sometimes over 20 to 30 blogger intros a week. Um, So making it as efficient as possible and simply just emailing us with an intro, which maybe some up and coming bloggers don't have have specific um, experience on that. So the first steps would be just showing your stats, showing um, your pages and website. Um, And then maybe a few like videos or blogs that you've done, which is becoming really popular now, um, the media kit, and just giving a little intro on why you want to work with the agency and the value on that. Oh, I love that. That's so true. And I always tell people, I'm like, who might be scared to reach out, like the worst they're going to get is no or a no response. And you're just going to have to keep going. That's, that's yeah. how it works. I mean, do we've taken into account everyone that emails us and we're, they're always put onto our list. So say there's not something specific right now that we could work on with them. We always put them in our minds for future clients as we might get new clients that they can fit into. Um, so it's always good to reach out no matter what. And I think another way to reach out now is just Instagram DM. Like I get so many people that just come into my DMs and I'm like, yeah, let's work together. And I give them my email. So that's another way to reach out to PR people. That's so true. I mean, it's sometimes so because everyone's on. So. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll see something online and I might be like overly aggressive, but like if I really want to talk to someone, like I will hunt them down and be like, okay, how can I make sure I'm talking to you? Yeah. Like you have to be a little bit aggressive. (laughs) Um, So something I wanted to bring up a little bit as well is not necessarily just like working with a PR firm, but I know some people who they just have meetings with brands, like say, this is just going to be a a random example. Say Mm -hmm. I really wanted to get in the door at Clinique, Clinique or something like that. How would you go about maybe just an email, but like 
creating that meeting with um, their brand strategist or their marketing manager? Yeah. Um, so I think personally, the best way is to get out there and network in person. So if you're interested in a certain industry, like go to all those networking events that that brand could possibly be at and meet them in person. Um, and if, if the brands that you want to work with aren't at those events, then like you said, you email them and you find the right contact. It's really just about finding the right person um, and asking them, do you have 15 minutes to meet for coffee or do you want to go get drinks after work or something like that just to get your foot in the door and meet them in person? Because that's really the best way to make a connection is to see them. Yeah. It's like literally you just have to network. It's like we know now it's literally who, you know, it's not, it's not always like what, you know, (laughs) yeah, it definitely is who, you know. Okay. So something that I love and you reached out to me originally explaining how you work with like hotels and travel (laughs) brands, which is awesome because I'm in that travel and lifestyle niche. So a lot of the people listening to this are like, Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So do you have a lot of, you don't have to name them, but do you have a lot of hotel clients or travel clients that you work with? And what kinds of clients do you work with? You don't have to name names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we are a traditional uh, traditional PR agency and we um, also do like influencer work and we, our clients are hotels, um, mostly luxury hotels. We have in St. Bart's and in the Champagne region of France. Um, And then we have river cruises, um, tour operators, and destinations. So it's really like, yes, it's hotels, but it's also like the whole realm of travel and hospitality. That's amazing. It's really fun. It's always something new. And it's great to be in an industry that's so creative. Yeah. Especially when you are creative yourself, you want to be surrounded by other creative minds because otherwise you can kind of stifle that creativity. And then it's like, what am I doing? You're unmotivated. And (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. So, okay. I want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess like pricing and pitching. So if you're creating a pitch for a hotel or a brand or like a tourism destination, would you include like, if you are the one reaching out, how would you go about if you wanted to monetize that? Or is it really just a collaboration stay that you've seen? Right. So it honestly is a case by case basis, but are, are you asking as a blogger or as a PR person? So I'm going to ask as a blogger, just because I know a lot of the people listening are on that side. Yes. So for travel, I, um, when I ask for hotel collaborations, it usually is not monetized. It's usually just a complimentary stay. Um, but that's also, I think it depends as you get bigger and bigger. I know a lot of bloggers I work with, they do charge to even post content for a hotel. Um, but me personally, I mostly do it on a collaboration, um, exchange rate. So I'll upfront just say, um, three nights comes for this amount of deliverables, um, just to be really upfront and say what you're looking for and exactly what you'll give them. But I, from the PR side, people definitely do come to me with rates upfront. So it, it does go both ways. Okay. And then I'm going to flop it. And if you don't mind, I'm going to ask about the PR side, because I know that you do work with people like that. Do they have, 
do people have a set rate and then you put that in the pitch email or is that something that you work in a little bit later after you've made that contact? It usually does work in a little bit later. Um, and it, if it's with the blogger personally, um, we'll work that out within like their deliverables. And that's why I said it's really important just to have someone that's transparent, easy to work with because it can get like very, I don't know. There's a lot of nitty gritty that goes into it. So I'd say like they usually make the intro and then they'll say, they'll attach their media rate that usually does have the different rates in it um, with packages, whatever their prices are. And then we go into like deliverables and try and negotiate a little because in the end, we're all, we all have the same goal. Like we want our clients to be happy. They want to have their brand work with this company, this travel company. So we really try to negotiate. And of course, like as a travel PR person, we want to spend the least amount of money possible as bad as that sounds. So, but no, but it's true. So it literally, it's just like a catch 22. <laughs> yeah, no. And that totally makes sense. <laughs> like I, I worked at an agency, my first um, job out of college. So I completely understand having like working with the two sides and being that middleman of like, well, we want to make sure we're making money, but we also need to make sure that this person is satisfied, like all of the above. Right. So <laughs> I, I totally be satisfied in the end. Oh, I totally get that. But going to talk about those, the, like those deliverables, if you are someone who's charging and even if you're just you're at like at the spot where you're asking for a comp stay which is amazing because like you're literally you're working right. together you're getting a free you're stay at a gorgeous love and you're getting a stay and giving them value so there's really nothing better than that exactly but something that I wanted to just chat on a little bit is just knowing your deliverables like if you're asking for like, I know this is not something that you do, but like, if you say you're asking for a free night at a hotel, like you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to post one Instagram story and then that's it. No. Like you have to know what you're asking for and make sure that you're giving them the quality that they can like receive and make sure that they're, what's the word? Yeah, no, Equal. I, I know what you're saying. And yeah, you have to know the ROI process for yeah. the hotel. Like in the end, it's a business and of course, I think that they'll 100% want to work with you if you're giving them, I guess, like the same amount as they're going to comp your stay. So say the hotel nights, $200 per night, like one Instagram post, maybe depending on your follower count and a few stories, I think that's worth it because then their followers will see that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. Um, and really quickly talking about measuring ROI when you are working with both the brands and the, on the PR side, cause you know, you're like in the middle <laughs> do are these brands that you're working with looking for an ROI such as people booking stays, or are they really just wanting amazing content that they can then go ahead and share on their website or their social media? Or is that case by case as well? It is case by case. Um, I'd say like half and half. There, you know, a few of my clients. Maybe if it's a new hotel or a new company, then the bookings are very important. So that's when we find people that we know that we can rely on that have um, followers that usually are booking from them. Like you know, I work with someone who recently just went on a cruise and did a takeover and. He was getting so many messages and DMs saying like, oh my God, I want to book this. And he was like screenshotting it. And that's just so good to see 
um, as a company that it's actually turning into bookings. But of course, with PR, like it doesn't always go into numbers. It's usually more just like awareness and content. Yeah. Um, so then there's also the case where companies, maybe it's a very like set in stone company that's been around for years and years and they just want new, fresh photography for their social media or for their marketing images and website. Um, so it does, it is half and half. But that's good to hear because just as personally, I love creating content. So when I work with hotels, like they ask for a certain amount of pictures usually. And I'm like, of course, because I'm going to take pictures anyways. And I love finding new and fun places to go. Like when I first go and to a hotel, like I usually go ahead and I scout the property probably for the first thing. Yeah. Like the first day. And sometimes if I'm staying for a short amount of time, like I've gone to a few places and they've given me a straight itinerary and I was like, Oh my gosh, I gotta have time to go around and shoot. And I'm kind of a perfectionist with my shots. So as I'm sure a lot of other people are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's important. It's it's your brand. Yes. It's your job. And I mean, there's been brands I've worked with that I haven't loved like what I've come up with, but it tends to be like the timeline that they give you. So, I mean, there's been literally a brand and I got their product. I literally believe, sorry, I'm switching from uh, hotels to brands, but, and I got their products like a day before and I'm like, okay, well, I know that this then needs to be posted in one or two days. So I'm like scrambling to get things together. So it's kind of mapping things out and taking time to think about it. So reconnecting to that scouting at a hotel. Yeah, you do have to be very organized. Like, people don't know how much energy goes into it. You know, we're not just traveling, and it's, it's a lot of work because we really want to get all that content, especially for the hotel. It's a it's a business trip. Right. And I have come across a case where we've hosted a blogger, and they unfortunately didn't get the content that we wanted, um, and that, you know, there's nothing in the end that we could do about it. So it's really just about making sure that they have the right time and that they get to the places they want to get to. So it's all just a learning experience. It is. I mean, it's a totally new market, which is really fun. And we're really all just figuring it out as we go along. Yes. So is there anything PR side, blogger side that you wanted to share that um, I didn't cover? I know we're getting towards the end of our time and we do have a few more questions, but is there anything that like I have not brought up that you're like, this is imperative that I need to share? <laughs> um, I think, um, I'm not sure if you were going to ask this, but on how to specifically reach out to hotels in general, not just PR agencies. I think a lot of up and coming bloggers want to know more advice on like how to go about reaching out to hotels when you're planning a trip. Yeah. Why don't we dive on into that? I know that I had that at the bottom of my question, so let's just jump on in. (laughs) No, oh my gosh. (laughs) I just like, sometimes I feel like I end a podcast episode and I'm like, oh, like I feel like they might have had more to share. So I like asking that before I'm like done. Yeah. I'll think about it as I'm talking to Elaine. (laughs) No, so fine. But yeah, why don't we talk about how to pitch hotels, especially if you're in the beginning stages and you're just like, uh, where do I go from here? Right. Um, so when you're planning a trip and depending on the destination, it's really important to stay organized. So usually I'll put a list together of like my top 10 hotels that I would want to work with. Um, that's the first step. And then finding the right context for each of those hotels and keeping that all together. Um, so the right contact usually is when they have a PR agency, that's always great, but not every hotel, especially if it's like a boutique hotel, they don't always have a PR person. Um, So usually the best contact is 
the marketing or salesperson. Um, and then the next best would be the general manager because they're very hands-on and they usually do have experience working with media. Exactly. And, okay, so I like to tell people that you sometimes have to go hunting for these people's emails. So if you are someone, where would you go to maybe find the general manager or the sales manager, et cetera? Yep. So, yeah, it definitely is a hunt sometimes. I love when the websites just have it all out there. But so the first step I do is just go to the hotel website and scroll down, um, find the contact page or find at the bottom. Usually they have some contacts, but that's not always the case. So then you have to get a little smart with it. And I usually Google the hotel name and do plus media contact or plus PR agency to see if anything comes up that way. Um, if not, then you could always go to LinkedIn. It's a big <laughs> thing. <laughs> you can Google the hotel and then search people that work there, maybe like the general manager or PR person that works there. So that I found that sometimes really helpful too. Like I've just messaged them there to get their email. Yeah, and honestly, I think finding that personal email is really helpful because you know that you're going right into someone's inbox. You're not sending it like info at etc. Yeah, a lot of the websites just have info at XYZ, which you never really know who's getting it, where it's going to. So getting the personal email is always the best. Yeah, the info is just going to the air, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just hope it sticks and that someone gets it, but that's not usually what happens with the info emails. So I wanted to ask something else, and just because I know that we both work in travel as well, and a lot of people listening are the travel influencers and travel bloggers. What are your, what have you seen the success of working with airlines or especially if you're working with a hotel, getting flights comped or things like that? Cause I know that is more tricky, at least in my point of view than working with hotels. Honestly, it really is about who, you know, like I've got most of my um, collaborations with airlines and big, big hotels, like five-star hotels have been with people that I've, grabbed coffee with in New York when they were here and reached out to her and said, you know, I'd love to meet and like see how we can work together. And then I formed that relationship with them. And they, it's, it's different than you just sending out your blog on an email and I'm just seeing that. So they knew who I was. Um, and that's how I've gotten those partnerships. And that's what's awesome about meeting in person. It's and it goes, this is just for business in general. It's the like, know, and trust factor. So they've met you. They've like talked to you in person. They know you're a real genuine human. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I can trust this girl so I can work with her. Yeah. I mean, with the blogger world now being, it can be very saturated. So when you're getting all these emails, it's hard to decipher who you could rely on, who's definitely going to, you know, give this content and not just take the stay and not, you know, you don't really know for sure. Yeah. So that's, it's definitely important to be reliable. Yeah. And just being reliable helps everyone else. And it's going to help this industry continue to grow. And that's what I'm huge on because I think, I don't know, but I've come across a few people who aren't super reliable and, or they're getting all this content, sorry, they're getting all this product for free and like not charging. And I'm like, there has to be this fine line where you have to know your worth. You have to be reliable because this could be a huge industry and it's going to be like, there's billions of dollars spent on influencer marketing in yeah. the next few years. When, when we first started working with influencers, it really was just a barter basis. Like 
but now more and more these bloggers are building their own businesses and it's important that you know curators even companies also value them as well and don't just you know send them opportunities that are only unpaid opportunities because in the end like I think it's I think for in the travel world influencers are more likely to get bookings somewhere or like influence a destination than ads and commercials no I told I totally agree like I will literally be scrolling through Instagram and I see someone somewhere and I'm like okay need to go there that looks awesome yeah, I see that and I'm like yep I'm going there <laughs> Um, I just had a question, and I feel like it slipped my mind, but, oh dear. It was similar to all of this, so that's okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I asked about flights. We talked about hotels. We talked about PR side for influencers, which is awesome. Your engagement. So if you're listening to this and you have under 10K, all of this is physically possible. So many people are just like, but I need 50K, I need 100K. And I swear, like, I've been there. I was in that numbers game for a long time. And I was like, oh, I just need this. And then I can start a business. Like, no. (laughs) No, you just have to know your value and, you know, propose exactly what you're going to give them. And usually it's just like, they want quality content and that's an engagement. And you don't have to have thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers to do that. No. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That was awesome.